Alright, what up, what up, hello, welcome back, episode 19, we're not just regular back this week, we are all the way back, I finally got my fucking computer fixed, um, what a, what a shit show, so, I mean, I complained about my computer before, so, um, so I was gonna send it back, I emailed, so I got my computer from CyberPower PC, I sent them an email a couple of weeks ago. I never heard back. And then I think it was Monday night. Uh, I was talking to my friend about it that I was going to call them and hopefully ship my computer out. And his roommate, who had basically his computer went down at the exact same time as mine, went to a local shop and the local place fixed up his computer and got it back to him in a week. So I was like, okay, I'll uh, look into a local shop. So I Googled around for like 10 minutes and found a place. Reviews on Yelp were pretty good. And uh, I called them Tuesday morning. I dropped it off uh, Tuesday night, pretty much right after work, I think. Um and then Friday afternoon, it was ready to be picked up. Uh, so that was super, super fortunate <laughs> that I was able to drop it off and get it back by the end of the week. Um, the issue was the power supply, which one, the good thing is that it was an easy fix. They had the part on hand. And I now have a place that if, for whatever reason, I have an issue with my computer that I can't figure out, I know that I can bring it there and those guys can take care of it for me, which is great. It's good to have a place like that in my back pocket. But the power supply was the first thing that I swapped on this computer, and it didn't solve the problem. So I don't know what the hell I did either. The power supply I bought was bad, or I'm an idiot and I hooked something up wrong. Whatever. I, oh, it was so frustrating. When, when he called, when the guy called me and said that it was, it was the power supply, I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. But whatever. Also good news the first thing I thought was wrong with it was actually the issue, which makes me feel better. And that it wasn't something that I just physically couldn't figure out. Anyway, I got my computer back. Um, it's now Sunday morning. So I've had it back for not quite 48 hours, but I haven't had any issues. It's running fine. My games are running great. Um, so that's good. We're back. Streamed yesterday. Might stream after I record this podcast, actually. Um, we shall see. But, anyway. Let's go through. Not a whole... I mean, I got some news items here to talk about. Uh, and then I got some other stuff. I Honestly, I really haven't been playing anything this week. In, in part because my old computer was frustrating the shit out of me. And... um. The new Star Wars book came out. I'll touch on that in a little bit. And 
I don't know. There just isn't really a whole lot to play right now. Um, I was setting myself up one of the days for the Breath of the Wild DLC, but I just haven't got to that. Anyway, let's get into the news items. Um, RuneScape turned 20 years old earlier this week. This was, what, January 4th? That, uh... Kind of slaps you in the face with how old that game is. Right? So I was I was never like a hardcore RuneScape player. Like I never got super super into it. But I mean, RuneScape, it's it's one of those games where it's like I feel like everybody played it to some extent way back in the day. Like I distinctly remember playing it in middle school. Um my friend and I would play, I remember we made I want to say I played that game like two or three times and every time I did the exact same thing and my character got to like level 30 and then I stopped playing. But, you know, I used to, we'd get together, we would make a character and then we went to, what the hell was the name of the place? Was it Varric? I want to say it began with a V. It might have been Varric, but I can't remember. But you'd, we'd go there, we would farm cows all day. The cows would spawn, we would kill them, we would pick up the leather, we would just stockpile leather, and then we would go back to town, sell the leather, leather and then put all the gold in our banks. And I remember I grinded that, I made a shit ton of gold, and then I bought, there was this super cool orange shield that I really liked. I bought one. It took all the gold I had. And then I immediately got baited into the wild area. And I got killed. And then I never played again. <laughs> that was it. That was my time on RuneScape. Farming cows so that I could make some money off their leather. And then I got killed and had my shit stolen. And that was it. But RuneScape was super fun. Classic game. Uh, this was another one this week that I thought was super interesting. That the <clears throat> Breath of the Wild NPCs are just me's. <laughs> Which is kind of... Interesting. So, like, I, I don't know. I guess you just never... It's one of those things you don't notice, but when you actually see the picture of a me next to an NPC in Breath of the Wild, it's like, wow, that's that's actually a thing. I I don't know. It's just kind of neat. So this person who figured this out is converting me's into NPCs through mods. Um it's it's just one of those like I'm I'm looking at it right now and I just I can't I'll never be able to unsee it these stupid mees. And on on the topic of mees, I hope I hope Nintendo gets rid of them. Um I just don't like them. They, they don't look great. Ah. Lame. But anyway, there you go. Why is this tweet deleted? Oh. Um there was a side-by-side 
of Microsoft Flight Simulator and Real Life this that came out this week. It was just a a plane landing, I think. I want to say it was landing. Um, and they put the location in Microsoft Flight Simulator next to the real life location, and it was fucking bonkers. <laughs> oh, act like honestly, you could convince me that either one was real. Um, just individually, like you could tell which one was the flight simulator, but I mean, it looked it was impressive how accurate it is. I've never played Microsoft Flight Simulator. I can't imagine I ever will. Um, you know, I could, I could see it being cool. I'm just, it's just something I'm not into. Maybe if I had a flight stick, but whatever. Uh, what else we have here? Respawn Entertainment's working on a new game. I think there was a job listing that went up that described, uh, working on a game that play will let players quote unquote adventure forever. Uh, the job listing got pulled down. So the suspicion is that this is probably a new IP. I mean, it's obviously not Apex Legends. I can't imagine. Uh, it doesn't sound like Jedi Fallen Order 2. So the obvious assumption is the fact that they include Forever in there is that this is going to be some sort of either big exploration game like a Minecraft or a No Man's Sky, or it's going to be like a uh, games-as-a-service like Destiny. Um, I hope it's not a games-as-a-service. I, I can't imagine EA is going to do that again, but then again, it's EA. Just stop with the games-as-a-service. Please don't be games-as-a-service. Um, so who knows that'll be something to keep an eye out for Respawn Entertainment's obviously a very good developer Um, I don't know we'll see something to keep an eye out for another fun story that came out this week is that 20 years ago um, Microsoft was trying to acquire new assets and they attempted to buy Nintendo. And Nintendo laughed in their face. Um So this one's this one's interesting. So like there's a quote here. Uh the pitch was their hardware stunk and compared to Sony PlayStation it did. So the idea was listen, you're much better at the game portions of it with Mario and all that stuff. Why don't you let us take care of the hardware? But it didn't work out. The, the the premise here was pretty simple. Um, Microsoft was going to build the console and Nintendo was going to make the games. So actually, 2000, was that before or after the original Xbox? The original Xbox came out in 2001. So my guess is that Microsoft was probably in relatively early development of the Xbox One when they made that pitch. Um, yeah. Sounds about right. Um, it would have been interesting. Yeah, because it said they gave them all the technical specs of the Xbox. 
Like, if there was no Nintendo consoles and it was just the Xbox, I don't know. That, that Just the idea of it's kind of weird, like, not having the Nintendo name there. But, I mean, Nintendo's hardware hasn't exactly been great. So, I don't know. But, speaking of Nintendo's hardware... Oh, the tweet's not even here anymore. Uh, it came out this week from a... It was data mined from a Switch firmware update that the Nintendo Switch Pro is currently referred to as Aula, A-U-L-A. And assuming it's coming... We'll have 4K support, an OLED screen, and a possibly new or more powerful dock. Which, I mean, this all, that sounds, that sounds to be expected, right? If they're releasing an updated Switch, it should be, I mean, 4K support's a, a big thing now. But, I mean, like, I don't have a 4K monitor, so 4K just doesn't doesn't do anything for me i what i want especially after playing breath of the wild again can you just give me a console that can run a 1080p and doesn't you know chug and drop frames because there are portions of breath of the wild where the frame rate just plummets for no reason like can we can we do a little better than that in 2021 please but i i so i think the switch pro is coming uh, I think that's I think that's a lock. Question is when is it coming, right? So I I still believe that it's going to release alongside Breath of the Wild 2. But who knows when that's coming, right? I think I said this last week that that's going to be a game where Nintendo's probably going to say like, "Oh, hey, Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out in 3 2 3 months." And oh, by the way, the Switch Pro is going to launch at the same time. Cuz that's what Nintendo does. Um, you just you can never predict what they're doing when they're gonna release something. So who knows? I, I think that's gonna come out later this year, but who knows? Another another weird one where in terms of releases, no one knows when it's coming. Uh, Bio Mutant is apparently expected to launch within the next few months. Uh, if you're familiar with Bio Biomutant, that's the one with like the radioactive uh, raccoon thing running around, sort of a narration-based actiony game. This game, this game. Does anyone know what is going on with this game? Because it has always looked interesting. It's I played a demo of it at PAX East. It was it was fun to play. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing it. But this was a game that was supposed to release in 2019. Was then delayed to 2020. And has since been delayed, I think, indefinitely. With no real mention of when it could possibly come. And... In a so there was a um, 2020 annual report 
financial thing, I guess, that just happened the other day. And <clears throat> the CEO of THQ Nordic called Biomutant, quote-unquote, a release of great importance for the publisher, and they plan to release it this quarter. Which means, what, April at the latest? I mean, it would be super cool if this was coming. But I... I mean, I feel like this is on brand for this game. Oh, hey, by the way, it's finally going to come out in like a month. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to play it. I'm looking forward to it. But, I mean, I can tell you... So when was that demo that I played? Had to have been two years ago now. Uh, Because the demo... It was fun, but it was kind of rough. So we'll see. I feel like this is going to be one of those games where maybe it was just too ambitious for the people working on it. I'm not sure. But anyway, Biomutant might be coming out in the next few months. So to be determined. All right, my mouth is super dry. So I'm going to take a break get a drink we'll come back finish this up it'll probably be another super short episode but it is what it is i'll be back all right what up we're back um pokemon go made nearly two billion dollars in 2020 i man mobile games make a shit ton of money now i have a friend who plays pokemon go a lot so I know Pokemon Go is still super popular, but man, that is a ton of money. And I think Pokemon Go actually saw like a big overhaul. And it makes sense that, um, I don't know how this compares to previous years for Pokemon Go. So right here. Uh, the revenue made by Pokemon Go in 2019 was $894 million. They doubled it this year, which is just insane. But it also makes sense. I mean, right, people were stuck at home. They were in lockdown. Um, so I can see, I can see why stuff exploded this year. Uh, in terms of free-to-play titles, it was number five this year. Uh, the top four were Honor of Kings, Peacekeeper, Elite, Roblox, and Free Fire. And aside from Roblox, I don't know what the other ones are. And then rounding out the top ten were League of Legends, Candy Crush Saga, AFK Arena, Gardenscapes, New Acres, and Dungeon Fighter Online. So, Pokemon remains a monster. Pokemon Go made $2 billion this year. Crazy. But makes a little more sense. Whoops. Given the situation this year. Uh, SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom rehydrated past a million sales this week. Um, This is one of those games, like, I thought about playing it. I never did. I don't know, there's something... This remake just didn't look that good. Um, it was fine back in the day. Like I, I remember liking it, but I liking it enough to buy it. I don't know. I and I just, I always get a little cautious when a game like this 
makes this much makes this many sales just because I don't know don't please don't look at that and then be like ooh we remade this random ass game let's just make a ton of games that aren't that great or we didn't we don't put in the full effort to remaster them and then release them because we'll make money right like i just i i wish battle for bikini bottom looked a little better i i think they did a shit job remaking that game to be honest on uh, i don't know we'll see but i mean there's definitely a market for those games but i i don't want games just rescaled into HD and re-released. Like, if you're going to remaster a game, take the time and actually, you know, clean it up. But that might just be me. And then, last but not least, uh, Sony has discontinued all PS4 models that are in production on all PS4 models, except for one in Japan. Uh, this makes sense, you know, it do- it doesn't really make sense to buy a PlayStation 4 Pro, which is going to run you $400 when you can get the PlayStation 5 Digital Edition, right? So, I mean, this was, and the PS5's out, so there's really no reason to keep making the PS4. Uh, the only one that they are going to continue making is the PS4 Slim 500 gigabyte model. Which makes sense, but how much is that? I don't even know how much that thing runs. It's got to be like a $300 console, right? Uh, $400 on Amazon? Really? Really? There's no way. Is that a... No, that's 500 gigabyte. Why is that listed at $400? Okay, this says it's $300. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, no-brainer, really. Uh, focus all your resources on the PS5. That's what people want. Um, I think I think people who want PS5s are definitely going to be getting them in the next couple of months, right? And then we'll see the barrage of PS5 games, most likely. Alright. Uh, so again, I haven't haven't been playing anything this week. Um, Light of the Jedi came out. That's the first Star Wars book in the High Republic. I have it right here. I actually haven't read it nearly as much as I want to. Uh, I didn't read it at all yesterday. I'm only 113 pages in, 112 pages in. Um... It's just under 400 pages, so it's not, and it's, you know, the the text isn't super tiny, so it's not it's not too bad. Oh Jesus, this this page is smeared pretty bad. Oh look at that, um. Yeah, so this is the first book introducing the, the High Republic. It's from Charles Soule, who I think is one of the top two writers, for the new Star Wars canon. Uh, he and Claudia Gray are both really good. All their books and uh, Charles Soule writes some of the comics too. But they're all pretty good. Um, 
So I've read through basically like the first uh there's a so there's an incident that takes place during the High Republic it's called a great disaster. Right, there's shit flying through space and it's crashing into uh stations and planets and moons and it's going to kill people. And so they they call out to the Republic for help. So this is a time where they're in the the mid-rim, I think, and people haven't populated the outer rim yet. Like that's a that's sort of a new thing at the time when this book is taking place. So they they put out a call to help to the Republic. They they need people to come help them because they don't know what's going on. And conveniently enough, a ship full of a bunch of Jedi is passing through. So there's, you know, a hundred Jedi flying around in these little ships, uh, helping save as many people as they can. Some some cool stuff here. Uh, so this is obviously, it's they describe it as the golden era of the Jedi, and they take that quite literally. Like, all the Jedi are wearing, like, gold and white, and all their lightsabers are, like, these clean, shiny things. And they're flying around in these little ships that are sort of these sleek little ships that have no computer guidance systems in them. They they fly their ships purely with the force. They can... I mean, they go super in-depth on the description of the force in this book and what the Jedi are doing. Uh, they haven't brought in Yoda explicitly yet, but they have referenced him a couple times. Uh, there's... They, they've done pretty well <laughs> to uh, use as many different species for the Jedi as possible, right? There's... What is there? There's an Athorian, a Duros, a Twi'lek, there's a Wookiee, um... There's probably... There's obviously, there's a human... There's probably something else that I'm forgetting. Um, but so far, it's good. Uh, I'm excited for the High Republic and what they do here because obviously this is going to be a big um, writing initiative, right, where it's all going to be books and comics. And the Acolyte coming to Disney Plus is going to be at the end of the High Republic. So... I'm curious, like, if you, like, are they going to make movies? Are they going to do a bunch of series from it? Like, I I know there's rumored to be a High Republic animated show. I'm just not sure because, you know, you're going to do this whole era of Star Wars in writing. And then how are you going to, are you going to introduce that anywhere else? I don't know. But I'm, hopefully I'm going to make my way through the rest of this book this week. Uh, they put on the back cover the quote from Obi-Wan in A New Hope, where he says, For over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice. That is literally what this book is about. Whatever you thought the Jedi were, when Obi-Wan said that line, it that's how they are in this book. Uh, they're very, like, they are quite, they are the peacekeepers of the galaxy. Um, whereas in the prequel, the prequels, they, it was less so. Um, this is like the prequels on steroids, I think. Before before the Jedi got all intervened in politics and stuff. 
Um, <clears throat> what else? The only other other thing really that I want to talk about real quick. Um, so playoff football has started. My my prediction for the Super Bowl was uh, Buffalo and Seattle, which. If you were watching the games yesterday, Seattle did not win. Um, I probably would have picked the Rams had Goff been healthy. Not that I think anything of Jared Goff, but uh, I mean, what was the guy's name? Wolford? Was that was that who was playing for him yesterday? I I mean, and he got hurt, and Goff's playing with like one thumb. Um, so, I I don't know, but I th- I think like overall, the Rams probably have the best team in the NFC. Not that their quarterback's any good, and I th- I think I think McVay is a terrific football coach. I think he's really good, um, and I think he learned a lot from his loss in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. So we'll we'll see about that Rams team. Uh, if assuming the Bears don't win today. That Rams team is going to go in and beat Green Bay. I, I'm pretty confident in that, but we'll see. I will say there's, oh, and then uh, the Bucks absolutely would have washed to, lost to Washington if they had Alex Smith. I know the Heineke dude, Heineke, went off. Uh, go figure. I wasn't watching the second half, so I missed whatever the hell he did. But I'm pretty sure that. Had Alex Smith been playing, that team would have won. Um, that that Bucks team, I just I don't I don't think that Bucks team is very good. I know they're loaded on talent, but I don't know they they didn't really beat anybody good this year. I know they I know they beat Green Bay, but Green Bay I I always look at Green Bay with a, a level of skepticism. The Saints have a knack for choking. So like I I think there's a good chance the Bears could win today. I don't know. I I like the Rams a lot coming out of the NFC. I I was very disappointed in Seattle. Um, Russell Wilson played like ass. Um, if you had asked me the first month of the year, I still thought Russell Wilson was the best quarterback in the league. But I mean, I I can't really say that anymore. Like that guy. So I know people have always blamed his offensive line. Because he gets sacked a lot, but I sort of put him in the same conversation with Deshaun Watson in that aspect. Where, yeah, those guys are getting sacked a lot, and their offensive lines might not be great, but those guys hold on to the ball forever, dude. Just get rid of it. You know, when you hold on to the ball forever, of course you're going to get sacked. So, a lot of that was on him yesterday. He just, I don't know, he played like garbage yesterday. Uh, then on the AFC side, so Cleveland's playing Pittsburgh tonight on one day of practice without their head coach because he's got COVID. But uh, knowing that Steelers team that loves to just puke all over itself and get overhyped and lose games that it's supposed to win, it wouldn't shock me one bit if Cleveland goes in there and wins tonight anyway. I could totally see it happening. Um, Obviously, I mean, my feelings on... Buffalo clear last week, but I th- I think Buffalo is. I mean they're they're very good. I feel like McDermott has a good idea of what's going on. 
but I, Josh Allen is just a disaster waiting to happen. It, it just, and he did it again yesterday where he just turned around and took like a 23-yard loss on a sack that he fumbled that he almost turned over at the end of the game. You know, if I, I don't want to take credit away from Buffalo for winning that game because I have watched the Patriots for years just show up, play a game straight up, and let the other team puke on itself. But I don't know. If Indy didn't make, if Indy just makes a handful of more plays and doesn't make mis- the mistakes that they made, they win that football game. And Josh, Will- Josh Wilson, Josh Allen probably throws it away at the end because he's playing like a jackass. And that's all my, my my thing with Josh Allen. So he doesn't suck anymore. He's good. But if he's going to play like a jackass, they're going to lose. Uh, who else on the AFC side? Kansas City's obviously really fucking good. They're probably going to be in the AFC Championship game. Um, And we'll see. That, that team is stacked. And then today, Tennessee and Baltimore is playing. That's a really good game. What surprises me, though, is Baltimore's favored, right? Tennessee beat them last year, beat them this year, and they're the home team. But Baltimore's favored with their running quarterback who's never won a playoff game. And I just, I don't know. I don't agree. I, I like Tennessee in that game a lot, but that should be a really good game. Um, I want to say that's it, right? Is that all the games? Yeah, all right. Let's uh let's take a look here. Video games 2021. Is there anything coming out this week? What's today? Today is the 10th. Uh Five Nights at Freddy's Core Collection, MXGP 2020, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game, the complete edition. And that's it. That's what's coming out this week. Um, thanks for hanging out. As always, I appreciate the company. Streams have started back up. We are nuzlocking Pokemon Platinum. And hopefully next week we'll have more to talk about. And I'm sure we'll touch on football and whatever else. But thanks for hanging out. Have a wonderful week. I'll catch you next time. Adios. Oh, and before I forget, <laughs> you can follow me over at Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, at Sixture. Um... And my my writing has fallen off super hard this week. I basically didn't write anything because my computer was giving me fits. But I'm going to be trying to pump out a handful of articles this week. So keep an eye out for that. All right. Now I'll see you next week. Adios.